Hello, my badass fire starters. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and this show is all about achieving the sacred pleasure of your highest potential through spirituality, self-empowerment, entrepreneurship, and magic. It's time to unabashedly blaze your own path by turning up the volume on your total authenticity. I'm an outlaw life and success coach for rebel boss witches and modern mystics, and I'm so excited to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. Today, I want to talk about the concept of ecstasy without excuse. Now, I'm not talking about the drug. (laughs) You do you on that. I'm talking about the sensation of ecstasy, this idea that we need to have a reason or an excuse in order to feel pleasure. So I started thinking about this uh, maybe a week and a half ago, and I was reading an email from astrologer Chani Nicholas, who if you don't follow, you really fucking should. She has the best horoscopes. Like, I love Mystic Medusa for daily horoscopes. I love Chani for like um, full and new moon horoscopes, monthly horoscopes. I mean, just they're so good. And this was not the first time I read one of them. I actually don't remember what this was for. I think it was maybe for like the last full or new moon. I don't really remember. But but she said something in the email, I'm going to read it. I actually like copied and pasted it where I got this phrase, ecstasy without excuse. When I read this, I knew it was something I had to talk about in the show. And it's something I've talked about. I think I talked about it like in the one of the really early episodes um, about like guilty pleasures, no more guilty pleasures. I think it was like episode five or something. I don't even remember. Um, yeah, you can scroll back. Yeah, there's like so many episodes <laughs> now, which is amazing. Um, but it really got me thinking about something that's been a theme for me lately, which is my, um, intrinsic desire to be liked, desire to be, or, or, or fear of not being polite and nice and how, you know, even if somebody is like a fucking jerk to me, there's this little bit of me that's like still being nice. It's like that, that sensation of, you know, you, someone steps on your foot and you say, sorry, (laughs) And especially those of us who have been socialized as women, we really deal with this. Um, And I wanted to read what Chani said and reflect on it because it was really powerful to me. And it really made me start paying attention in a deeper way to the ways that I embody this energy inadvertently. So she said, The way the online yoga lady talks to us and herself is concerning to me. (laughs) I loved that right away. (laughs) I don't know who she's referring to, but I I think we've all been, been to that online class, especially recently. Her aggressive positivity makes me uneasy. Her all the time sweetness is wearisome. It smacks of the patriarchal truisms that women have to be nice in order to exist. Thin in order to be happy. Perfect in order to be counted. 
Normally, I would be too annoyed to finish the class, but quarantine has made me vulnerable and dependent on the structure of a class to give my workdays some kind of closure. Whew, that was hard. You deserve a break. I deserve a break, she cheers. It makes me wonder why she feels the need to justify having or giving a break, what pleasures she feels the need to earn. And if in order to give in to what her body wants, it always has to be because she suffered long enough to deserve it. I wonder what it would sound like for her to swear and mean it. I want to tell her that it's okay to have a little ecstasy with no excuse, a moment of rest with no need of it being a reward, and that I know what it's like to think that you have to suffer long enough just to feel like you have the right to exist. I, too, used to do patriarchy. Uh, when I read that I was just like ah! <laughs> I actually got chills or like goosebumps saying it just now so like where in your life where in my life am I justifying my pleasure saying like oh as soon as I finish this email <laughs> especially right now when we're feeling like more pressure than ever to be productive I mean I've talked about that in a couple episodes now, recently, most notably the um, Escaping the Productivity Cult Once and For All episode a few months back. But it's like, okay, just let me finish this email first. Or, oh, okay, literally just before this, recording this episode, I recorded another episode. And I, <laughs> it's so funny to think of it now. I was about to start the microphone or like the recording for this episode the second episode I was recording in one sitting and I was thirsty and I had finished my water you know long ago and I literally looked at the glass and I was like oh like I'll get a glass I'm just gonna do this episode and then I'll get a glass of water and then I was like wait a second I'm actually gonna be doing something where I have to talk where it's more important than ever for myself to be hydrated but also who the fuck cares like I'm putting off drinking a glass of water because I think I have to like do something first. And you may think like that you have these thoughts and they are just um, unconscious, but that's the point. They are. That's the point. The fact that you would even unconsciously think a thing and like just have that be appropriate in your mind, it says something. Hell, my mind. I mean, this is my example here, you know? I mean, It's just so funny. It's so, so funny. And how we, you know, we put things off that we want, that we need in the case of a water. Hell, I need another one right now, but I'm on a roll. So I am going to refrain from grabbing it. But how often we make these, you know, caveats, like I'll do it when. How connected is this to the idea of like, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I'm finished my work. I'll be happy when I make six figures in my business. I'll be happy when I find my soulmate. I'll be happy when I, you know, get married, like have a baby, whatever it is, whatever it is. What have you decided was okay to put off your happiness for? What has the society at large forced you to decide or encouraged you we'll say encouraged that's really what it feels like a lot of the time encouraged you to wait on until you were whatever you know I mean why it's fucking bullshit because you get to have pleasure for no fucking reason 
You get a break just because you're tired. Hell, you get a break just because you want one. <laughs> In fact, just the other day, I was talking to a client. We were talking about desires. And, and I said, you know, okay, yeah, like it's good to know what you want. And, you know, you know why you want it. Great. But also, like, maybe you just fucking want it. Maybe there's not, like, a big, deep reason. You just know it's what you want. And that's fine. And, and conversely, and this is really what we were talking about, maybe there's something you don't want to do anymore, and, yeah, you can make excuses and, and, like, reasons, especially if it's something you have to tell someone else you're not doing ever again. Of, Oh, this isn't the best use of my time. This is my zone of genius. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, maybe you just don't fucking want to. Maybe you just don't fucking want to. What about that? You know, once I, like, for example, really got clear on my schedule of, like, I don't like having back-to-back calls, for example, and I scheduled it so I never have them again, and when they happen to get pushed through, like, sometimes my schedule, my scheduling software gets messed up, I just message the client, one of the clients, I'm like, hey, can you an hour earlier, an hour later, and they always say yes, because nobody fucking cares, especially now, (laughs) or if they can't, you know, sure, if they can't, I'll honor it, but it's like, yeah, I can tell a story about, which is a true story, of course, of I'm not at my best, blah, 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 blah. I need to, like, rest my voice in between. But, like, I also don't want to. It's just not how I want to work. And that's fine. Because guess what? Nobody is forcing me to work that way except for myself, especially as a self-employed person, which I know not everyone listening is. And so, of course, you know, I'm not saying you're never going to find yourself in circumstances where you have to do things you aren't crazy about, obviously. My point, though, is that it's one thing when pressure from the outside or, you know, um, our marginalized identities or oppression or any of these things, when they put the pressure on us. But when we put the pressure on ourselves, like, no. No. No, it is up to us to not add to the problem, you know? And yeah, I mean, the the fact of the matter is we reflect the way we are treated on the outside back to ourselves. And that's part of the cultural conditioning of certain groups to like, you know, not, not succeed, not excel. It's not just, you know, lack of resources, and deliberately like less funding in certain areas. It's also the psychological effect of that, which is very deliberate. And so I get it. It's not easy to break out of these things. And it's also like, be aware of like where we, we need, we need to be aware of where we are withholding from ourselves. So what pleasures do you feel like you need to earn? How? what needs? A glass of water? I mean, I love water. I actually, I think I do love water. I love hydrating. I love, I, I actually like the taste of water. I know a lot of people are weird and they don't. Um, but the reality is, like, that's something my body needs. And if I'm willing to push that to, you know, in half an hour from when I want it because of, like, no fucking reason at all, it's safe to say that there are other things in my life even more important that I'm, you know, putting off. My happiness, my feelings that I'm good enough. Fuck that. So 
I encourage you this week to find one place to stop justifying yourself and catch yourself. Like maybe you're in my example, telling a client there's something you can't do for them anymore or setting a boundary with a family member and catch yourself where you're about to justify it and don't just don't see what happens. Probably nothing will. In fact, often, especially with people close to us, like family members, the more we justify ourselves, the more it gives them like an opening to push our boundaries. Or if we're just like, I'm not doing that. If anything, sometimes people are kind of like, what? Like thrown off by that boldness. So try it. Try it. And, you know, where are you, where are you failing to give your body what it wants? Because you feel like you have to suffer enough to deserve it. I mean, this is a, like, diet culture definitely plays into this of, like, oh, I ate a brownie, better go work out. It's like, no. (laughs) I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like, and sometimes people, like, I've had some conversations with friends in the fitness industry, like, and who get a little offended about the whole diet culture thing. Um, Because, like, I think there's this idea that a lot of people have that are, like, oh, anyone who's, who is encouraging exercise or like healthy eating is part of that. It's like, no, there's a big difference between somebody who's encouraging you to do what's best for your body and to meet your personal goals based on, come up from a place of self-love. There's a big difference between that and like, you ate a brownie, better go for a run. It's like, fuck that. No, no. Then you don't even enjoy it. And you probably like guilt eat three at night anyway, because you're like, never actually allowed you to yourself to be in your body and be like, fuck yeah, I've been wanting this brownie, <laughs> you know? I, I get like crazy cravings, especially in quarantine, <laughs> where it's like I, I get my in my mind I want a food and it's like I can't fucking stop till I get it. And I know that's like hella privilege that that's even an option. But, um, you know, and I'm definitely grateful to live in a city where you can still get delivery windows for like groceries and things. And a lot of, a lot of cities in the U S you can't, but the reality is, you know, what's worse, like sitting around for, for like two fucking weeks. I would never do that to myself, but <laughs> two weeks craving macaroni and cheese or whatever it is, or just like fucking eating it when you're really excited about it and really enjoy it and like get the really good mac and cheese or maybe want craft. Like, I mean, sometimes I crave like that, kids food (laughs) like sometimes I don't want the gourmet version (laughs) you know my point here isn't about a specific thing that like you can't do in order to really love yourself like fuck that but my point is just to listen because I have a feeling you will catch yourself saying this way more than you realize because I know I did because as soon as I read this passage I was just like fuck fuck (laughs) just like I said here on the on the podcast Oh my gosh. So I'm going to include a link to Chani's website in the show notes so you can sign up for these like fucking wise ass emails that get sent usually on the new and full moons and sometimes the beginning of the month. And I don't really know. I just sometimes open my inbox and there it is and I'm happy. Um, but I want you to invite yourself to have a little ecstasy with no excuse this week and see how it feels different when you just are willing to take up the space of saying, fuck it, this is what I want, and that's fucking good enough. I want you to see how that feels. And I'm going to do it along with you. Message me on Instagram. Tell me how it goes. I want to hear. I think it's going to be 
juicy. I actually really dislike. <laughs> I actually like. I mean, it's fine when people use it. I'm not like judging them personally. Just like I, 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 I kind of cringe a little when I hear that word. It's like often used in marketing and stuff, and like, I don't know. It's like a buzzword. I'm like, it's so juicy, and I'm like, ooh. Um, <laughs> so. It's, I'm kind of giggling because I, I like experimentally used it just then and it felt funny. I guess that just goes to show you should only use words that feel authentic to you because some people say it. I'm like, yeah, of course it's juicy. <laughs> so total authenticity is always the way. And sometimes we can experiment with, you know, another word that always gave you the creeps and you try it on just to see if it still does. And it does. <laughs> so no excuses. You get rewards just for being alive, and you get to give them to yourself. In fact, you have to because no one else is. I hate to say it. The ones that other people give you, it can be a bonus if you're already, you know, delighting in the carnival of your own self-regard. I don't know where that came from. It felt right. It still does. I hope you're having an amazing week. Thank you for tuning into this short little episode I hope you are loving returning to the weekly Friday episodes. I know I am. As always, hit me up on Instagram. I link to my, um, what's my thing? What's the thing on Instagram called? My my Instagram handle. <laughs> the link is in the show notes, at Caitlin Matanley. Let's continue the conversation here. Tag me. Tag this episode. Pop it into your stories. Tell me what you're doing to experience ecstasy without excuse in the words of Chani. And I can't wait to talk to you all again next week. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. To keep the episodes coming, click on the link in the show notes to support the show for as little as $1 a month. I am so grateful to have you as part of this movement. I'll see you soon.